freedom, man. That's what it's all about. Welcome. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening. This show will discuss the topics of human consciousness, mind control, natural law, the occult, and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of Earth. What on Earth is Happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome, one and all. You are listening to What on Earth is Happening right here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. I'm your host, Mark Passio. This show is live every Sunday from 5 to 7 p.m. East Coast time. That's 4 to 6 p.m. Central. My website is whatonearthishappening.com. The network's website is oraclebroadcasting.com. Today, of course, is September 11th. 2011, the 10th anniversary of the dark occult human sacrifice ritual that was done for purposes of trauma-based mind control that was the 9-11 event. We've already gone over to a great extent the events of 9-11 and what their ultimate purpose was. So today we won't be doing that. I will be dedicating a little bit of time to 9-11 today in the second segment right after this short segment. We'll be going live to New York. My friend Tim Smith is there. Tim was also one of the organizers of the Free Your Mind conference. And he'll be giving us a brief report from New York City about the events that are going on there today. So that'll be coming up after this break. Uh, I have one quick event announcement Um, Actually, I have two quick event announcements. Um, The first is um, a a conference coming up here on the East Coast, right here in Philadelphia, hosted by MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Uh, These um, individuals I've worked with in the past, they've actually, uh, uh, a couple of their affiliates have hosted my presentations in the past. So MUFON's going to be having one of their uh, conferences coming up here in Philadelphia on October 15th and 16th at the Four Points Sheraton. That's in Northeast Philadelphia at 9461-9461 Roosevelt Boulevard here in Philadelphia. The conference again is Saturday, October 15th and Sunday, October 16th. Admission on Saturday is $35 and the speakers will be going from 8.30 to 5 p.m. on Saturday. Admission for Sunday is only $30, and the conference will be 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. on Sunday, the 16th. 
There will also be a dinner with the speakers of the conference on Saturday night, October 15th, for only $38. The speakers for the MUFON Pennsylvania East Coast Conference are Joe Mara, Robert Dean, Linda Moulton Howe, George Filer, Bill Weber, Lynn Katai, Bill Burns, Jerry Jonas, John Ventry, and Chris Augustin. For more information, please visit MUFONPA.com or MainlineMUFON.com. The next announcement I'll give after we talk to Tim in New York City in the next segment. Stay with us, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. Well, hopefully, like in the movie, they live. People have put their sunglasses on so they are able to see through the deception at every turn because it's everywhere. And 9-11 was, of course, one of the great deceptions of our time. And unfortunately, because we were, as a country, asleep at the switch, it cost us the lives of 3,000 people who these occultists and psychopaths murdered in cold blood on that day to justify their agenda. Right now, I want to go live to New York City on this 10th anniversary of 9-11-2001 to um, my friend, Tim Smith, who was there uh, in the streets of New York, and um, he is going to give us a brief report on what's going on there today. Tim was one of the organizers of the Free Your Mind conference as well, so people owe this gentleman a great debt of gratitude for all the great work he did with that event. So, Tim, are you on the line with us? Yes, I'm here. Okay, so what do you see going on in 9-11 today, uh, in New York City uh, on 9-11 today? uh, I think the main thing really to uh, talk about here is the police state that's going on here. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, Besides the videos that I saw of the G, was that the G20 or the G8 in Pittsburgh? Um, Besides that, I mean, the amount of cops and the police state that's going on here is just, unbelievable like there's just about eight cops eight to ten cops on every single corner and uh i don't know there's 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 cops and not only new york please not not only local new york cops but just you can tell cops from other jurisdictions and uh and just you know they're you can just they're militarized cops you know and there's they got there's cops with big big, like, rifles, I don't know if it's a machine gun, assault rifle, you know, I'm not really familiar with the terms, but, but they got these big rifles, and, and, uh, there, I've seen, I've seen this thing that looked like a tank, it's like, it's, it's like a black, a black-looking tank, and it's just, they just really got us, I don't know, they got everybody in fear, because they got this so-called terrorist threat, I don't know if you heard about the terrorist threat, Mark. 
I, I don't really pay attention to their brainwashing media. Once I yeah. understood what it was, I no longer subject myself to it. So I don't fall into their uh, you know, levels of fear-mongering and propaganda. But uh, I'm sure that they're actively uh, pumping that out there. Yeah, they said there was a terrorist threat that's supposed to happen uh, in New York or Washington. And uh, that it's funny, they said that it was a credible but unconfirmed source. So, you know, that's their their language that they use, credible but unconfirmed. Just a, That's their way of saying, we might plan another false flag if we feel it's the right time to do it. That's basically what they're saying. You know, that, yeah. and, and you ask any one of these cops or even just general people walking around in New York City, is, this, is are these the hallmarks of a, of a free state? Is this what a free country looks like? Is this what a free state looks like, police on every corner? Yeah. Yeah, we... I Secondly, actually get I want to know, when has any cop really ever stopped any crime from being committed? They show up after the fact, all the time. You know, the only thing that stops any crime or violence from being committed is understanding natural law principles, which is what we're going to talk about in the rest of the show here tonight after this segment. But uh, if these cops really wanted to create any level of order, they would understand natural law and they would be teaching it to as many other people as they could get to listen to them instead of trying to be a controller, which is actually creating more chaos in the world. But they're too ill-read to understand any of that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. They're just here to create, to create the, the the division, you know, just amongst cops versus the people, or the nine eleven truthers against the cops, or the nine eleven truthers against the people, and they they literally herded us into one little area. They had you can't even you couldn't even get close to Ground Zero. Like they had you all the way back to Broadway, which is like a few blocks away from Ground Zero. And I came up here the past couple of years, and you were able to get right up to ground zero, and this year they have you blocked all the way back, and you can't even get close, unless there, I saw this one entranceway that you could get in, but they literally had uh, a big line, and they had uh, these wand metal detectors, and they were, they were searching people, and, and um, metal detectors, and checking their IDs to, to get through the street, so this is, this is what you get. You know, people ask, why would, uh, if 9-11 was an inside job, why would these people do it? Well, this is, this is why, because... And all of the just- people who think that's okay, you, you'll ask them, did, the, te- did the, the so-called terrorists defeat America? And they'll say, no, they didn't. But look at what America yeah. has turned into since 9-11-2001. The level of freedom that's gone. And they'll insist that's necessary to keep people safe. Well, control never keeps you slave. safe. It keeps you a slave. That's what control does. It doesn't keep you safe. It keeps you a slave. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's what I was yelling at. I was saying, the terrorists won today. The terrorists won. And it's, it's crazy. They, they literally had us herded into a spot across the street on Broadway where people couldn't even get to. And they had barricades all around this, and they wouldn't even let people cross the street to come over to us. So they literally had to separate it from the rest of the population and had people herd it in there. And a great thing, you know, I tried to stay away from that. I crossed the street. I just walked around. I didn't want to be, be in that barricade. You know, I didn't want to be one of the sheep, you know. And people think that the police are on the side of 9-11 truth. They think that they're, because they say, might say a couple of encouraging words to them in the past 
at, on uh, 9-11 in New York, that th somehow they're on their side, that they've woken up. These people are yeah. completely asleep because they're yeah. willing to do whatever their owners tell them for a paycheck. That's all it is. Yep. And it's not just yeah, your job. It's not just your job. You're murdering freedom. That's what you're doing, and you're doing it for money. You're doing it for a paycheck. I just want to be real clear about what their role is, and I'm not polarizing anybody against anybody. I'm stating truth. They have already been polarized against the average person, okay, who they look at as separate from them, these police and these militarized police, okay? They're the ones who have fallen for the Hegelian dialectic. Pointing that out doesn't mean that I'm polarized against anybody or trying to polarize anybody against anybody. I'm trying to explain to you the conditioning that these individuals are in. And people need to wake up to that and understand that they need to help these people come out of their trance that they are in. Because they think they're doing the right thing and they think what they're doing is acceptable, morally acceptable. And it is not. It is not. Hey, Tim, we're out of time yeah. on this segment, but uh, I want to thank you for uh, calling in with the report and letting us know that uh, that's what's going on there in New York on the 10th anniversary of 9-11. I think, indeed, the terrorists are winning. But it's not the Islamic fundamentalists. It's the terrorists... You know the Constitution like the back... Welcome back, everyone. This is What on Earth is Happening, and I'm your host, Mark Passio. I want to thank Tim Smith, who came on in the previous segment to give us an update from New York City on this 10th anniversary of 9-11-01. And um, you heard it straight from him, folks, and I wish I could tell you it was some other way. But the people who think that you know we're magically waking up as a race... And uh, everybody is getting this, I think, are delusional about how widespread or how fast this is actually happening. The truth exists in isolated pockets of humanity. And I'd like to tell you that people are doing a better job of getting the truth out there to other people, but I can't tell you that. There are small cracks appearing in the wall, that's true. But we need to make a huge surge and a more concerted effort to get the truth out there to people. There are too many people who know and not enough people who speak. And get as offended about that as you like, even the listeners of this show. There are too many people who know and not enough people who speak. Just think about that. So... And people don't speak because they're in fear of what other people will think, or they want to stay in a comfort for, in a comfort zone. They don't want to. They don't want to create tension, or they don't want to attempt to tell other people how stupid they are, because that's what this is really all about. People with no knowledge, and in many cases, what I call negative knowledge. Meaning they not only are absolute know-nothings and never picked up a book in their life, but they've bought all complete untruths and propaganda. They've never attempted to learn anything 
truly, and they've bought tons and tons of lies. So they'd need to do in a tremendous amount of digging themselves out of a out of a ditch just to get back to ground level where they're at nothing, at zero knowledge. And unfortunately, the people who do carry around a lot of knowledge aren't helping them to do this. Because these people tend to stay in isolated pockets and wall themselves off from everybody else. The call the, the uh, listeners to this show should ask themselves the question, how many police do you hang out with on a daily basis and attempt to enlighten? You want to know why hardly anybody ever hangs out with these people? Because they isolate themselves. They're a secret society, essentially. That's what they really are. They are, they are essentially ostracized from the rest of the community, and they only hang out with their own kind, who they consider their own kind. So it's difficult to even get to their eyes and ears with information because they are so polarized that the world is us and them in their eyes. They don't understand that they're in the same cage as everybody else. And not enough people are explaining that reality to them in their daily lives because they keep continue to do the same thing and the same actions repetitively over and over. Their life is an endless cycle of repetition. And that's why they're so trapped in the R complex of the brain. They can't reason. They can't think logically. They can't empathize with anybody else. And that's why they're willing to herd people and try to marginalize their message in New York City like they're doing today. It's a disgrace. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it and talk nice about it like some new age person who's drifting off in some complete spiritual days meditating eight hours a day and doing nothing, doing nothing. Because they don't understand the importance of the masculine principle of action. They think they're going to meditate their way to freedom. And it ain't going to happen that way, folks. Get over it. Action is required. And that means speaking the truth regardless of how uncomfortable it makes someone else feel. You're not here to win a popularity contest and neither am I. The truth needs a louder voice. So that's really all I have to say about 9-11, and I'll leave it there. I'm going to go back into another event announcement, and then we're going to get into the topic of discussion for today, which is natural law, and will continue to be the topic of discussion for as long as it takes to get these concepts out there in an in-depth fashion. I'm not even going to set a time limit on how long we're going to talk about this because this is the ultimate solution, is understanding natural law, understanding its foundational principles, and then understanding how it actually works in the world. Without that, you're absolutely blind and powerless. You cannot, cannot do anything to help create freedom or order in the world. It is an impossibility without the knowledge of natural law. Cannot be done. So, coming up at the end of this month and on the last Wednesday of every month here in Philadelphia, the group Truth, Freedom, Prosperity holds their monthly documentary screening and discussion night. And responsibilities have fallen to me for this night. So now, I was helping out in the past with um, 
the technical details, setting up the actual uh, technical aspects of the movie, the computer and whatnot. I'm actually going to be running the entire evening now. So I'm going to be choosing the movies, introducing them, welcoming people, and running the, the, the technical details as well. So um, essentially this is like going to be my thing for the time being, okay, uh, as part of uh, Truth, Freedom, Prosperity. So uh, this is a great activist group in Philly, and this is one of their meetups that they hold monthly, every last Wednesday of the month at Media Bureau Studios. Media Bureau is at 725 North 4th Street. That's the corner of 4th and Brown in the Northern Liberty section of Philadelphia. And this month on September 28th, Wednesday, September 28th at 7 o'clock p.m., we will be screening the film Human Resources, Social Engineering in the 20th Century. And this is a phenomenal documentary. Anybody that wants to understand the real dynamics that are going on in the world needs to see this film. So all of the documentary screenings that are hosted by Truth, Freedom, Prosperity at Media Bureau are free. We don't charge. Okay. If you want to give a donation, you're welcome to do that to help pay for the cost of the room. But essentially anyone is welcome for free and we encourage people to bring people out who need to hear this information. Drag them out there if you have to. Okay, that's the whole point of this. Even if you understand these things, you need to bring people and expose them to this information. So, free monthly documentary screening and discussion night for Truth, Freedom, Prosperity, Wednesday, September 28th, 2011 at 7 o'clock at Media Bureau Studios on the corner of 4th and Brown here in Philadelphia. Don't miss it for people who are in the area. With that having been said, let's give the call-in number for the show, and if there's time after we introduce the concepts that I want to cover today, we will take some calls in the later part of the show. The call-in number, 866-841-1065. Once again, the call-in number is 866-841-1065. What we've already covered on natural law is what it is, which is something that is inherent, not made or caused by humanity, that is has always been there and is not dependent upon us in any way, shape, or form, and it is an existing condition which is binding, meaning it is in effect and we are affected by it, and it is immutable, meaning that we do not have the power to change natural law or how it functions because it was not put there by us, it was put there by the creator of the universe. So far, that's one of the aspects Looking we've covered. We'll talk radio. I was born a shotgun in my hands. Behind the gun, I'll make my final stand. Well, folks, that's exactly why I talk about the things that I talk about here on What on Earth is Happening. So that the final stand does not need to be made behind a gun. But so that we can make our stand behind the power of truth. That is why I do what I do here on What on Earth is Happening. So, with that in mind, let's get back to natural law. Because that's the ultimate truth that needs to be conveyed to the people of this planet. We've already talked about natural law and what it is. 
Okay, we've already talked about that it is completely belief independent. It does not require the belief of anyone because human beings did not create natural law. It is something that exists inherently by way of the creation of the universe. It is simply here and there is nothing anyone can do about that. It's like gravity being present on the earth. It is here. You are bound by it. You are affected by it, whether you believe in it, know about it, or like it. All of those things are irrelevant. The same when it comes to belief and natural law. Belief is irrelevant when it comes to natural law. does not matter what you believe in relation to it. It works. It always works a certain way. It is always in effect. You are always bound by it. The end. Now, I can't help anyone if they don't, if they cannot grasp that concept, turn the show off, go listen to something else, go do something else, and it's a hopeless case. Because if you think that your belief has anything to do with how natural law functions, good luck. Good luck to you. Enjoy what you get. Enjoy what you create. With that having been said, the second part of what we talked about in relationship to natural law were the underlying forces that actually generate it, the underlying principles upon which the manifestations of natural law are built. So these are like the foundational principles that give rise to natural law, okay? And there were these seven principles that we discussed and that we actually really went into depth in in the ne- in the last couple of weeks when we looked into certain hermetic uh, a certain hermetic text known as the Kybalion which beautifully illustrates these basic principles of natural law so these were the principles of mentalism correspondence vibration polarity rhythm cause and effect and gender and we looked at them in depth mentalism being the um the principle of mentalism conveying the concept that uh, really everything that exists is ultimately of a mental construct. The, the all or the universe is mental energy. Okay. It is the mind of God, if you will. Okay. It is, uh, not solid in the sense that we think of solid matter. It is actually constructed of thought energy. Okay. Everything that exists first exists as a thought. Then it comes down through that form of energy into a harder physical form that we call physical manifestation. The principle of correspondence talks about the interconnectivity of all things, that everything is a reflection of everything else, that the macrocosm is a reflection of the microcosm and vice versa. This is the very small where the microcosm reflects the macrocosm, okay? That the internal world, okay, reflects the the external, that as that which takes place within us is ultimately shown to us through the uh, daily experiences of our life and the things that we call uh, our situations and our experiences, what we have manifested. So the universe is like a mirror in this respect, and it is self-similar across scales. The atom is like the solar system that is like the galaxy that is like the cosmos, okay? Everything reflects everything. And there, uh, within the very small is the very large, okay? The principle of vibration talks once again that every th- uh, about the fact that everything is vibratory energy. 
everything is comprised of um, harmonics, of sound energy, of frequency, okay? And it's not solid as we think of solidity. Sound and vibration give rise to the physical forms, which is why, again, I say speaking the truth is so important. The truth is a frequency of sound, and it emerges from us. And if we speak it, we put it out there through the sound that is emitted from us, then we are going to be rearranging the outside world because we're going to be changing the conditions. We're going to be changing the conditioning of other people's minds. And what we hold in our minds is ultimately what reflects our behavior and therefore what creates the world around us. This is how natural law works. This is what we're going to be talking about here today, the expressions of these principles. The fourth principle was the principle of polarity, that everything has differing degrees, but ultimately these seeming opposites are actually oppo-sames. They are the same thing only in differing degrees. And you could even look at it as there is really only one thing in the polarity, but the opposite of it is actually an illusory aspect in order to show us what really exists. So I took love and fear, as we're going to look at again today in depth, as an example of polarity. Really, there isn't a polarity. There is only one thing, which is that love or expansive force of consciousness, and fear is an illusion. But it's there so that the force of love can understand and know itself in more fullness, okay? Just like darkness and ignorance and all of the things that uh, the human race uh, seemingly identifies with and clings on to isn't really who we are. It's an illusion that we're trapped in. It's a mirror uh, aspect of our true selves, an, an, an exact opposite mirror reflection of our true selves that we need to look at and say, that's not who we are. That's not who we really truly are. We're consciousness having an experience here. We've been trapped in the illusory identification with that polarity of physical form, but that's not who we really are. Unfortunately, many people are stuck in this illusory identification, and the people who are not in that illusory identification need to help these people get out of it, because what they're doing in that identification is causing more and more and more harm, not only to themselves, but to other people who do not wish to experience, experience that level of, of difficulty and harm and strife in this reality that we could easily, through a shift in the way we think, turn into a paradisical realm, practically. And in a very short order of time, believe it or not, I understand many people don't have the imaginative capacity to even grasp that, but it is the truth. And that is the problem is that the imagination in most people has been deadened. And that, as I've talked about many times on this show, is the most powerful form of mind control is to eliminate someone's imagination so that they can never even envisage the opposite of what they already have something completely different than what they already have. So that was the fourth principle. The fifth principle was the principle of rhythm, which conveys that things move in cycles, in cyclical terms, okay? There is an ebb and flow to everything, all right? And uh, specifically, this is helpful when we understand time and history and understand that opportunities present themselves to us over and over. It's just up to us to recognize these uh, similarities in time scales and then take them as opportunities to learn and grow instead of slapping that 
that lesson and that opportunity away and then having to repeat the uh, discomforts of the previous cycle all over again. The idea that for those who do not learn its lessons, history does indeed repeat itself. Uh, that was the principle of rhythm. The sixth principle is the one we're really going to be delving into today, which is the principle of cause and effect. And we're going to be uh, combining this principle with the principle of polarity, vibration, and correspondence, because these are all ultimately interwoven, okay? But we're going to really be looking at how cause and effect works today. And when we look into the expressions of natural law or actually how it works, what we're going to be talking about here today is the real law of attraction, how we create the experience that we then must live, that we must actually experience in the 3D physical world. We are creating those circumstances and situations through our free will choices through our decisions to exercise free will choices by choosing the polarities that are offered to us. And really, as we'll see, there are only really two, love and fear. And then we'll see the consequences of the choice between those two polarities. So the principle of cause and effect simply states that nothing is accidental. Everything has, every effect that we observe has its cause. And vice versa, every cause creates an effect. Finally, we saw the principle of gender, which is that there is a masculine and a feminine component in all things. And that's essentially, those were the essential general principles of natural law that we covered. So that was a brief review. Okay, folks, we're back. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. I'd like to direct everyone there for the images that we're uh, going to discuss on the show here today. Specifically, the chart of the expressions of natural law. If you go to whatonearthishappening.com and you go to the radio show page, the radio show tab on the website, uh, underneath the player for the show, you can see images for today's show, and then there are 18 links listed there with images uh, that uh, have to do with the show today. Um, I've already discussed, uh, image number one was simply a flyer for the MUFON conference coming up here next month that I announced. Image number two was the definition of natural law. Image number three were the was the listing of the seven general principles of natural law. What we're going to really focus on for pretty much the remainder of the show uh, here today is image number four. And I've been posting this image with the last several podcasts that I've done. Um, this is the chart of the expressions of natural law, or in other words, how the real law of attraction actually works. That's what you could rename this chart to if you want a, a, an even simpler, maybe even more catchy name for it. This is the real law of attraction, okay? And you can quote me as saying that. Go tell the New Agers out there, this is the real law of attraction, Okay? That's what I would like this chart to become known as, actually. Okay, because the law of attraction that's been put out there in the New Age movement would have people believe that they themselves are somehow creating the reality, um, you know, that they experience. And that's, that's a complete oversimplification of the real law of attraction. We are collectively creating the shared experience that we are having. 
We are co-creators with everyone else. And as the imbalances within the monads or individuated units of consciousness, meaning individuals, okay, becomes greater and greater, the societal imbalance will become greater and greater. As there is more internal understanding, knowledge of self, harmony, balance, etc., within each individual expression, meaning within each person individually, okay, the, 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 that quantum effect builds up and then it has an effect societally. So the society will be a reflection of the individuals within it in keeping with the law of correspondence, the principle of correspondence. That which is above is like to that which is below. That which is without is like to that which is within. So if we want to change the external result or manifestation, we need to change the expression that begins the manifestation. We need to change the free will choice of the polarity that actually starts that manifestation or the underlying causal factor which creates the effect. Again, this is the real law of attraction. It is the principle of cause and effect. The sixth of the seven, seven principles of natural law or so-called hermetic principles. Okay? So, again, as I've said, this is probably the most important principle to understand because it is how we are collectively creating the reality we are experiencing. I don't know how much more I could stress that. It, this is of utmost importance to understand. Because once you understand this, you understand the only thing that can actually change the manifestation is to understand how these natural law expressions work to create our reality. If you do not possess this knowledge, you are a blind co-creator of reality. And believe me, folks, we have almost 7 billion blind co-creators of reality on this planet. There may be a few thousand people on the earth at this time who deeply, deeply, deeply in fullness understand these natural law expressions and the manifestations that they create. Sad to say, that's how dark this planet is. So... With, with this having, keeping that in mind, and with, with that having been said, let's take a look at the real law of attraction or what I call the expressions of natural law, okay? How natural law actually works. So take a look at image number four on what on earth is happening right now, okay, or with this podcast, and you will see a chart called natural law expressions. This chart is broken down into two basic columns. I should say three basic columns, okay? We have the forces or the expressions of natural law, okay, that we work with, okay? And then we have a positive expression and a negative expression, okay? There are a positive polarity and a negative polarity, and then what is created internally and externally as a result of working with those polarities. It's actually quite simple, okay? The problem in conveying this information comes from the ego. The ego is the greatest barrier 
to the acceptance of this information. Okay? And the ego will try to strike out against the hearing of this information and the acceptance of this information because the ego does not want natural law to exist. The ego is the dark force of identification with the physical. And it is uncomfortable with being governed by a force which it did not create. I'm talking about small case E ego, okay? Lower case E ego, egoic identification in man's mind, in mankind's mind, okay? This force will attack anybody attempting to put this information out there. So I expect ad hominem attacks when I talk about natural law. I expect people trying to take the issue off of natural law and putting it on to trying to basically uh, divert the flow of information and conversation. And I'm not going to allow that to happen. So I've, I have asked people in the last couple of shows since I've been talking about natural law that other topics are basically I'm temporarily asking people to take them off the table voluntarily. I'm not issuing an order here, but at the same time, it is my radio show. And if I have asked for something to be discussed, then I don't want people calling in talking about something else. So for the, for the time that we're covering natural law, I'm asking if you're going to call into the show during that time, I've already given the call in number. So anyone who's thinking about calling in or is already waiting on the line, the topic for discussion ladies and gentlemen, is natural law. That is the topic for discussion. Uh, for a year and a half, there were absolutely no guidelines for callers. It was call in, talk about whatever you want. There are no taboo topics. And there still aren't taboo topics on this show. For the time we are talking about natural law, I am attempting to maintain focused discussion and energy put onto this topic only. Please, if you are going to call in, the topic for discussion is natural law. You can talk about its principles, its effects, its manifestations, whatever you want to talk about natural law. But for the time on the show that we are discussing natural law, the topic for discussion for callers should be natural law. I don't know how much more I should go on about this for people to get it. Okay? So if I hear you talking about something other than natural law, I'm cutting the call off. I'm sorry to have to be like that, but unfortunately, I think I've already wasted enough time asking people to keep the discussion during the time we are talking about natural law to natural law, please. Okay, that's all I'll say about that. Now back to the actual concepts. On the chart, we see the two basic columns. I've put the, the, the positive expressions in a blue color and the negative expressions in a red color. Okay? And I've done that for a reason. Okay? Because these uh, frequencies actually tend to affect the way that we see things. So I'm actually being honest with you that I'm using color frequency to actually attempt to get people to understand the information that's on the slides. Okay? So... The positive expression is on the, the middle column, and the negative expression is on the far right column. On the left-hand column, we have the forces and expressions, and I'm going to explain what those are on the other side of this break. 
Hang on, you know we'll the get constitution like the back of your We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. My website, whatonearthishappening.com. We're talking about the expressions of natural law on the show here today. And I've directed people to image number four on the radio show page of my website, whatonearthishappening.com. Image number four shows a chart of the expressions of natural law, or in other words, how natural law actually works through our choices to create the manifestations that we create in our lives. In other words, the real law of attraction. That's what this is. Okay? So, we start with the generative force or polarity. Okay? And as we've already talked about when we covered the principle of polarity, really there is only one thing here. The other thing is illusory. It comes from identification with something that is actually not who we are. There are two generative forces, meaning forces that we can create through. That's what generative means from the word genere, meaning to create, from the Latin verb genere, meaning to create. Okay? The generative principle is what this is about and the ge- there are two basic generative forces they are love and fear okay the positive expression of the generative force is love the negative expression or we could even call this the illusory expression the thing that is actually illusionary it is an identification with something that really is not actual, is not real. It is a construct purely of an imbalanced mind. Okay? So fear is the negative expression of the generative polarity. Okay? We could also call it the illusory expression. All right? Love is not the romance novel definition, the Hollywood story uh, definition of love, okay? It is the expansive force of consciousness, okay? It is the force that looks at something head-on, wants to grow, wants to learn more, doesn't see things in states of separation or fear, okay? It is the force which actually creates growth or expansion. That's what we have to understand love as. Okay? So if we're attempting to put more love into the world, we are attempting to help people to understand and grow in consciousness. It's not this uh, wishy-washy, mushy definition of love. It doesn't mean you don't express that or care for somebody in those ways, but that's not, I'm talking about love, capital L, as a matter of fact, capital all of the letters, love, okay? We're talking about the higher form of this word. It is the expansive force of consciousness, okay? The force that grows as opposed to shut, shuts down, The force that shuts things down, okay, that makes things not grow, 
that actually makes them shrink. You could look at it, okay? That keeps things in a box, that stifles, that chokes, okay? Is fear. This is the debilitating force that stops movement and growth. All right? This is the force that says, don't look there, don't understand, be afraid. These are the only two forces that we're ever really working with, ladies and gentlemen. And one of them is an illusion. There's only really one force here, and that's the power of love. But we need to actively and in full consciousness choose that force. And we need to conquer the illusory force of fear that's at work in our lives. We'll talk about what this free will choice creates. With natural and man-made disasters and economic terror. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. We're going to continue talking about the expressions of natural law, or what I call the real law of attraction here today on the show. If we don't understand this, we're navigating blind on dark and stormy waters. This is the information that is the most occulted. This is the information that the dark occultists of this world do not want anyone to know about. Because if you know about how you are creating the reality that you experience, you'll change your actions. And you'll certainly stop listening to people with very little wisdom who are only trying to control you for their selfish gain. And that is what the dark occult is all about. If you understand how these expressions work and you pay attention to the wisdom that is contained within nature's teachings, again, this isn't my information, folks. That's the thing. People think that I'm trying to you know, put out what I think. This has nothing to do with what I think at all. This is information that has existed for as long as the universe has existed. And we are only discoverers of it. That's it. We happen to discover how it works. And then we can convey the information about how it works. But this isn't, no, no one owns this information. This is information about how nature works, period. No one owns the law of gravity. People attribute that, you know, the scientist Isaac Newton may have discovered its workings and then quantified, you know, the, the law of how it actually uh, works as far as quantifying it, but um, that doesn't mean Newton, it's Newton's gravity. You know, that's an effect of the universe, period. It's a law that's in effect, period. So I want to make that distinction clear here for people that, you know, are in the state of mind where they hear something and think that it's, uh, this is this person's teachings. No, this isn't my teachings. I'm just a, a vehicle for it, of getting the word out about this because it's the most important information that we could ever know. And it is knowable. Nature didn't put unknowable laws into effect to torment us for eternity. These laws are knowable. And they're there for our betterment, not for our confinement. They're there because 
living in harmony with this with these laws creates the most quality of life. That's why they're there. They're put there in the polarity of love. Okay? So going back to these natural law expressions, we work with, in our free will, the generative forces or polarities of love and fear. In each moment, we get to choose love or fear. And then something happens. Okay? We make a decision through the state of vibration that we are in. Okay, and the, the thoughts that we hold in our mind, the creative aspects of our individuated consciousness, our thoughts, okay, then they have an initiative expression. What I term an initiative expression. Initiate means to begin. So this is the beginning of setting something into motion, okay, a prime fat causal factor, okay. The, the snowball that gets down to the bottom of the hill had to start up top as a tiny pebble and it rolled and it picked up steam and it picked up snow as it went and then it became a big boulder with its force and its giant manifestation at the bottom of that hill. Okay? The same, it's the same way natural law works. Okay? We have a, an essence or a, a prime polarity, love and fear. Okay? Then that gets set into motion through the initiative expression. The positive initiative expression is the seeking of truth or wanting to know. Okay? So I've simply termed this knowledge. All right? You could look at it as the desire for knowledge, the, the, the quest for knowledge itself. Okay? And there is such a thing as knowledge. So again, if you think there's no such thing as knowledge or nothing can be known, you're a solipsist and you want to go back to podcast number one and start from there. Because that's when I talk about solipsism as being the, the ultimate lie, the, the biggest thing that the dark occultists always want to push off onto the people below them to get them to buy into anything that they happen to be talking about. Okay, solipsism is the idea that nothing can really ever be known to put it simply, and this is bunk, bunk, pure and simple. There is such a thing as knowledge. Things can be known, particularly natural law. It can be known, period. It not only can be known, it is known by many people. Not nearly enough people, but this is knowable information. Okay? If, again, if you don't believe that, I can't help you. That's one of the only beliefs required is that there is such a thing as knowledge, it does exist, and we can come to know it. That is a principle of faith, actually, because I can't prove to you that something is knowable. When you know it, you know it. You can't prove to someone else that you're in love with someone else. You know it. You know that you're in love. Prove that you love your wife. Prove that you love your mother or your daughter or your son. It, you can't prove that to someone else. I mean, you could probably get them to accept that by the way you treat that person through their, your actions, but you can't prove that to anyone. You only know it. So it exists as knowledge. And each person has to come to that knowledge in a one-to-one -one basis with it. Okay? So knowledge or seeking of truth is 
the initiative expression or the positive initiative expression of natural law. The negative initiative or beginning expression is the opposite of knowledge, which is ignorance. Okay? It is the refusal of truth or the refusal to set upon a journey to discovery of discovery. Okay? You don't set upon a, a journey to discover truth. There is no seeking of knowledge. And this is done willfully. This is a decision is made to do this. Okay? Whether it is done consciously or through pure fear, it's still an expression of fear. Okay? And it is the opposite of another form of not knowing known as nescience. So I'd like to make the distinction between nescience and ignorance here. Nescience, the word you can break down, you can go to the Latin language and you could break it down. Ne in, in Latin is a negation or not, okay? And scio sciere, which is the basis of the word science, okay, means to know, to understand, okay? So nescio means not to know, but there's a specific connotation in which nescience is used. It's not to know but not to have any reasonable expectation to know because the information was never in your presence. It was always withheld. It was always just absent. So you could not reasonably have been expected to know. That's nescience. Ignorance, on the other hand, is something altogether different than the that. The Oracle we'll Broadcasting talk- Radio Network is... We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm going to jump right back in to our discussion of natural law. Continuing with the chart on image number four on whatonearthishappening.com on the radio show page where you can see images for today's show. We're looking at the expressions of natural law. We've talked about the generative force or the polarity, the positive expression being love, the negative being fear. We are, we're looking at the initiative expression or the beginning of setting into motion these causal factors. The positive expression being knowledge or the seeking of truth and the negative expression being ignorance or the refusal of truth. And I was talking about nescience versus ignorance. Nescience, there is no uh, possibility of having discovered the knowledge so there is no reasonable expectation for one to know. But ignorance means that the knowledge is present and actively, willfully refused. That's what ignorance is, the active, willful refusal of truth through fear. Okay? So do we have a nescient society or do we have an ignorant society? And I would state overwhelmingly that our society is not nescience. We're practically drowning in knowledge. Let me tell you something, folks. I've amassed so much knowledge, I probably could not go through the amount of stuff. The amount of stuff that I have gone through and absorbed and taken into myself is so overwhelmingly colossal that it's almost frightening to myself, (laughs) if you could believe that, okay? And in comparison to the amount of knowledge that is out there, it's like hardly anything. The amount of stuff that I still have sitting and waiting to go through is way bigger than, than what I've already gone through. 
And like I said, what I've already gone through is so colossal that it would m make most people pass out, to put it quite frankly, okay? Which shows how much knowledge is really out there in the world. We're drowning in it. But unfortunately, there's very little wisdom in our society because we are refusing that knowledge. We won't look at it in fear, the generative polarity, we are choosing the, the negative initiative expression of natural law called ignorance. At least most of us are. And that's what our task is, is to help people get out of that level of fear called ignorance. Ignoring that which is there. If you are ignoring a person, that means they are in your presence. You're not nescient of them. You, you know that they're there, but you're deliberately ignoring them. That's why it's called ignoring somebody. Same thing with information and truth. If you ignore something that is already there, you're not nescient of it. You're acknowledging it's there. You're willfully saying, I'm not going to look at that. And you know what? That's where most human beings are at because of fear. They understand the implications and the responsibility that goes with learning the truth, and they don't want that. They think they're going to remain blissfully ignorant, and ignorance is not bliss, folks. It's pain, as we're, we're going to see. The next phase that natural law passes through, through the free will choice between love and fear, is after it goes through the initiative expression of either seeking knowledge or refusing knowledge, refusing truth, okay, seeking truth or refusing truth, is the internal expression. So this is more of a feminine, feminine expression. The feminine energy is more at work because this is stuff that all takes place within us in the internal realm of the human psyche and emotional and the emotional plane, okay? So the internal expression in the positive sense, is known as sovereignty. You could put the word balance here. You could put the word self-knowledge, knowledge of self, okay? You could put the word self-ownership in there. Um, you could put the word dominion in there. Rulership of the kingdom of oneself. Self-mastery could be substituted in there. There's many different ways you could word it but it ultimately equates to the same thing. Knowing yourself to the extent that you understand that no one else owns you and that you own you and only you. You own the right to control your own thoughts, your own emotions, and your own actions and to bring those into harmony with each other such that they are not contradictory within. Okay? This is the process of self-mastery. That means you truly have conquered yourself and you rule the internal kingdom of self. No one else does. No one else controls your mind. No one else controls your emotions. No one else controls your actions. Okay? So you're not on anyone else's strings like a puppet being made to dance by a puppet master. Okay? That's sovereignty. Sovereignty is the state of self-rulership. Now, some of the other slides that I put in here deal with these expressions. I put slides that show love of being, extending their arms outward and being in the light, 
showing the expansive force. Uh, another one about fear, showing a, a a woman putting her hands up in front of her face and weeping, crying, you know, saying no, uh, you know, I can't can't deal with that, you know, because she's in a box, she's in the confines of this force of fear. I put up a slide. Image number seven is knowledge. Okay, this is truly knowing oneself, being with oneself. Okay, all of the chakra is activated, the life force energy fully online and glowing around the person. This guy is lit up. He's active, activated all, you know, he's running on all cylinders activated, okay? And because it's because this is a person who knows the self, the higher self, okay? Image number eight shows what ignorance is. It's putting up a wall. It's putting up a barrier, a block to the truth. I don't want to know that. Keep that out there. I like being in my little box here. I like being behind my wall, that shelters me from the real world. And most of all, it shelters me from true self-knowledge. Okay? Sovereignty, I show a picture of in slide number nine. You know, representation of. Of course, these are conceptual ideas. But there's good imagery to go along with a conceptual idea that will hammer it home in people's minds, which is why I make these slides. Okay? So this person has the light. You know? They have grasped the true self. They know who they really are. They know that no one else owns them. They know that they exist under the light of the creator. Okay? So, what is sovereign? What does the word mean? Okay, it means above reign. Sove comes from the Latin super, which means above, and regnum means rule or control or reign. So, it means above external control. No one else controls or owns you or rules you. You own you. You control yourself. You rule you. Period. Okay? A sovereign traditionally is a king or a queen, meaning one who is above rule or not a subject to any other. Not a slave, in other words. This can only come about through knowledge of self, chosen through the expansive force of consciousness or love. Okay? Are we beginning to see how this expression of natural law works? A sovereign is the ruler of the kingdom of self, as we've already said. One is who is in dominion over self. They own their own thoughts, emotions, and actions. These three aspects of consciousness do not exist in a state of non-duality or contradiction. They exist in unison. They exist in non-duality. Sovereignty is self-ownership. It is internal monarchy. The word monarch means one ruler. You are listening. We're back, folks. This is What on Earth is Happening. I'm going to jump right back into the expressions of natural law. I'm going to attempt to finish filling in this chart here and explaining the concepts on it so we can get to some calls in the final segment. We were looking at the positive internal expression of natural law, which we called sovereignty, which is a state of self-rulership, self-mastery, self-ownership, or internal monarchy. Monarch, mon, is the root for one, and arc, the root for rule or control. So it is one ruler, one owner. That's what a monarch is. Okay? 
This is another reason that the dark occultists have a program called Monarch. Okay, it's about tormenting the monarch slave, the one ruler. Okay, it's about preventing the transformation from ca uh, caterpillar to butterfly, which is why they chose that symbol, the butterfly, the monarch. It's very, very sinister. They're uh, reasons for choosing the symbols that they do, okay? Because they want to be the one ruler of everything. It's a, it's a turning on its head, this concept of what a monarch, an internal monarch really is all about, okay? So a sovereign is a self-ruler. They don't attempt to rule other people. They know that they are sovereign, that they are masters of the self, and they don't want other people attempting to make them subject or slave, okay? So the negative internal expression of natural law, it comes about when one has chosen fear and then chosen ignorance, and therefore they become confused within the internal expression. The, the negative internal expression of natural law is a state of internal confusion, it is the state of not knowing the self. Therefore, you are confused within. Your thoughts, emotions, and actions have not been brought into harmony or unison. They are in a state of opposition or contradiction. You think one thing, you do another. You feel one way, yet your actions betray your thoughts and emotions. Okay? So, confusion gives rise to opposition, internal opposition which then lays one open to the manipulation of others. In other words, they become in this state of fear and ignorance and internal confusion. They have become subject to mind manipulation. They are easily preyed upon in the realm of the psyche. In other words, they're an easy prey for mind control, okay? Very important to understand how this works. That state can only come about when people do not know who they are, when they become identified which, with that which they are not. And one of the main ways they become identified with the physical form is the fear of death. That's one of the primary forms of fear identification so much with the material realm that that's all they ever give any credence to or place any importance upon or value on. And once you're in that state, you're definitely in a state of pure ignorance and that's always going to give rise to a state of internal confusion or opposition and that's always going to lay you open to external manipulation by others who do know who they are and yet have chosen a dark path, even in full knowing, psychopaths and dark occultists. So, and again, th th that's the very few. Most people are simply in this state because of fear and, and kept there because of fear. That Now we have these three things, okay? The generative polarity, the initiative expression, then the internal, internalized expression, 
then they actually begin to create something in the outside world. Okay? This is the correspondence principle at work now. We've had an essence and then a, a very beginning or a seed planted. Then we've had an internalized expression that hasn't broken through the surface yet, but it's happening in all the individuated units of consciousness called the individual. Okay? Then that quantum effect gets built up until something actually happens in the external world. We, we are making, we are creating externally a state, an external state of mind. Okay? This is the external expression or the masculine expression, if you will, of natural law. The positive expression being, of course, freedom. Because when you work through the polarity of love, you know the self, you understand your, that you are sovereign, that you rule your own thoughts, emotions, and actions, and you don't rule anyone else. We have a society that is based upon freedom in that condition. Freedom is the state of external anarchy, meaning a world without rulers or owners of other people. Because the individuals within that society own and rule and govern themselves. And there needs not be any externalized control. And I would say even if people don't exist in the state of sovereignty, attempting to impose external control is always going to result in something bad or negative. Always going to result in disorder and chaos. Because you're wasting the energy to attempt to physically control because you're identified with the physical world versus teaching someone how natural law actually works. And that's the reason cops do what they do. They're totally in ignorance over natural law, and they think they're going to control people into obeying natural law. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you in about 22 quadrillion years, and you'd still be doing the same thing, moron. Because that's what somebody has to be to think that something's going to work like that. You literally have to be a complete idiot. And the word idiot is derived from Greek. And you know what it means? One who does not know the self. That's what an idiot is. Somebody who thinks they're going to continue to do the same thing and get a different result, which is the exact definition of insanity. Well, I want, I want this glass of water to be cold. But I'm continuing to put it over top of a heat source. You know, I'm continuing to warm it up by putting it over this, this low heat. But I want it cold. Well, you need to remove it from the heat and maybe put it in the refrigerator or the freezer. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to keep the heat on it. I mean, this is literally how insane this is. It's somebody saying they want one thing and yet continuously doing the opposite thing. And thinking they're magically going to generate that expression that they want to see. That they're just saying they want to see. But they're not willing to do what it takes to actually manifest that. I'll dry my clothes. Let me go get a garden hose. I'm going to put them down in a pile and I'm just going to spray water on them all day. And I'll dry them. Just wait and see. Sure you will. Great. Good luck with that, crazy person. You're completely insane. If you think you'll ever dry any material like that, good luck. 
because you're choosing one thing and saying you want the exact opposite to manifest when you can never manifest that thing by using what you're using. It's impossible. And if you think that's how it works, there's no other way to say it, but you're dumb. You're dumb. Let's, let's not be apologetic to people who are dumb like this. Let's continue to try to explain that you can't do it that way. And here's how it really works. But let's not try to say, oh, I have a whole lot of respect for you. I don't have respect for dumb people. The problem is they need to have respect for themselves. Meaning take another look at your actions. Take another look at your free will decisions and what you've chosen to bring into manifestation through your ignorance. That's what respect is. Re in Latin means again and specto spectari means to take a look at, to look at. Respect means to take another look at yourself. That's what respect is. And until you respect yourself, it's been said many times, you can never really truly respect anyone else. And someone who doesn't know themselves, or in other words, an idiot, a person who knows not the self, can never actually show anyone any real respect because they don't even respect themselves. That's the state of confusion, folks. It's internal anarchy, meaning there is no ruler within. You don't rule yourself. See, I'm not going to sugarcoat this because people want it put in delicate, sensitive terms. I, that's not my style, and I'm never going to be like that. I'm going to be totally hard-hitting and telling it like it is because that's what I'm here for. I'm not here to be like... Natural and man-made disasters and economic turmoil... Okay, folks, this is the last segment of What on Earth is Happening for this September 11th, 2011 edition. I feel pretty good about what we've covered on the show so far. I want to wrap up the chart of the natural law expressions or what I have termed the real law of attraction here today. And then we have a caller waiting on the line. So, we were looking at the positive external expression of natural law, which is freedom. After you have chosen the... Uh, polarity of expanded consciousness, sought the truth, sought the uh, understanding of the higher self, gain that understanding and know that you're a sovereign being and then live in that way in unison in thought, emotion and action, not in contradiction. You can build a society based on freedom, which is the absence of external rule. Okay. The negative external expression is the society that is based in control. Control is the external negative expression. So this occurs when we choose the polarity of fear. We refuse to learn the truth, particularly about who we are. That's called ignorance. We develop a state internally of confusion, which is internal anarchy. We do not rule the self. Our thoughts, emotions, and actions are not in unison or in harmony with each other. We then seek external control in this state. We want to control other people because we have no control of ourselves. No self-governance, no self-control, no self-mastery. So in that level of complete imbalance, we want to go and impose our will on others. And this is what every state, 
every government throughout time and all of its minions and all of its agents have ever been. That's the state of consciousness that they have ever been in. Not one of them has ever been in a state of enlightenment, ever. There is no such thing as an enlightened agent of the state, an absolute truth. People have a hard time with that. I shouldn't even say people have a hard time with that. The ego has a hard time with that. You want to think that there can be such a thing as an enlightened cop. There can be such a thing as an enlightened soldier. There can be such a thing as an enlightened judge. All bunk. All bunk ideas. Does not exist. Never has existed. Never will exist. Because they think control is going to create in any way anything that resembles freedom order or goodness and it never can because it is always based upon confusion ignorance and fear ultimately so that's the negative external expression finally these choices these free will choices between these two polarities and expressed through the initiative internal and external expressions of natural law then become a manifestation in the long-term sense okay this is what I call the generative expression you started with the generative force it worked through a beginning stage an internal stage and an external stage and then it becomes a manifestation in our world the generative expression or the manifestation of the positive polarity the positive expression of natural law is called order or good what we consider good this is in harmony with what we've stated that we want for ourselves we don't want to suffer we want to see beings get along we want to see good things for ourselves and others that's called good or order it is our ultimate will for ourselves we don't want to suffer okay that is the final end result when we work with the polarity of love or expanded consciousness when we work with the seeking of truth which is knowledge gaining knowledge of self above everything else when we recognize our sovereignty that no one else rules us and we become sovereign meaning actually live in a state of self-mastery there will be freedom in our societies not external rulership but there will be external anarchy the absence of externalized imposed control or coercion and that will create a society that is based in order true order or in other words goodness things will be good for us the negative generative expression or manifestation is the exact opposite of that state it is known as chaos or what we call evil what we experience as evil suffering the perpetuation of self-imposed suffering and this happens because we've chosen the dynamic of fear we've remained in ignorance of self refused to look at the truth and accept it existed in a state of internal confusion which is internal anarchy we have not ruled ourselves or attained any self-mastery and then in that state of confusion have attempted to impose externalized control over the populations therefore we are creating nothing but more self-perpetuated suffering which is known as chaos or what we have called throughout the centuries evil 
That is how natural law works, ladies and gentlemen. This is how it has always worked since the beginning of time. This is how it will always work until the end of time. This is not my information. I am a, a vehicle for this information. The end. That's it. I, I can't put it in any simpler terms. Study it. Attempt to understand it. Listen to the podcasts again. Go through some of the material that I put out when I uh, on the uh, a podcast a few weeks ago when I uh, put out some um, PDF documents gain, uh, that deal with natural law and its principles and attempt to learn more. I mean, that is how it works. It can't really be stated any other way or with any further simplicity. This is about as simplistic as I can make this information. Okay? And uh, the last slide for today in image number 18, just I have put arrows on the chart to show that it's always a one-way flow. You can never create ignorance through love. So it doesn't go across the chart. You start here and then you create something in that other column. It's a one-way flow, folks. Okay? You start with that which is at the top of the column and then it cascades down through those rows. Okay? It's a one-way directional flow. You start with love. That's how you're going to attain knowledge. That's how you're going to recognize your own sovereignty. That's how you're going to create freedom. And that's how you're going to create order or good. You start with fear, you're always going to exist in a state of ignorance and refuse truth. You're always going to create more internal confusion in your own being. You're always going to create more external control in the outside world, and that's always going to get you chaos or evil. That's it. That is how natural law actually works. It works on a collective level. It's a quantum effect, and that is the real law of attraction, ladies and gentlemen. That's the real law of attraction. Let's go to the phones. Here we go. David in Idaho. You are live on what on earth is happening, David, from Idaho. You can take us out today. What do you have for us? That was beautiful, Mark, and you have a talent for this. Um, I've noticed that when I was young, I was getting forced to do things, and then I rebelled, and I wasn't going to do it anyway, and the natural law would attack me anyway. And what, you just answered my own question. Also, I see natural law in nature now like I never could before from your descriptions. I see it in nature as uh, fractals. And then I see it in my own life. Little things that I do that end up to be big, like my garage being a mess. I do a little thing, I do a little thing, and it turns into a mess. And you just explain it so beautifully. Thank you. The quantum effect. That's right. Little amounts eventually add up to large amounts. So when people say, oh, you doing this isn't going to make that much of a difference, I say it is irrelevant whether that's going to change it by my one action. I'm not going to participate in the thing that I know will always create the opposite effect of what I want, whether a billion other people are doing it or not. I'm going to withdraw my support from that because I know it's only going to ever create chaos or disorder. And I'm going to put my attention on that which can create order, harmony, or goodness in the world. That's it. It doesn't matter who's doing uh, the, the opposite as far as my choice goes. Of course, yes, it matters because they're going to be creating chaos in the world as a result of that choice. But as for my decision not to participate with something, it doesn't matter what other people choose. That's their free will decision. I'm going to make mine. So absolutely, your point about it being a quantum effect and how that works through fractals as well is, is very, very valid. I'm healing, and it's healing process. Thanks, Mark. David, thank you so much, man, and a great call to take us out for the day. 
That's all we have time for, folks. I'll see you here next Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 6 Central. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening here on the Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network. Stick around, folks. Chris Everard is up next. The Oracle Broadcasting Radio Network.